Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Social Daily. Premier League Update. Right, let's get Premier League podding. This is the Football Social Daily, the only daily football podcast bringing you all the big news from the Premier League. I'm Jim Salverson. Nama Corn's over there. Hello. Phil Hudson's over there. Morning. And today we're going to be talking about Tyrone Mings. Could he be set to make his England debut tonight against Bulgaria and why that could be good news for Bournemouth? We're going to be talking about James Madison and his night out. And there's some interesting rumours on the back pages of the papers involving Chelsea, West Ham and Spurs. And it's bad news for pretty much all of them. So we'll touch on that in a bit as well. But let's start with England, who are playing Bulgaria tonight in their bid to qualify for Euro 2020. A job that we expected to be done and dusted against the Czech Republic on Friday night. And they failed. Absolutely. They're not very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just like going to put my cards on the table. I don't rate England at all. I, I think Southgate's a myth. He's an, he's an international football's Chris Hutton. Wow. Yeah, decent guy. Nice guy. Speaks very well. Speaks very sensibly on a lot of issues. Have no problem with him as a statesman of the game. But he's not getting enough out of the players he has at his disposal. Is that a problem with the manager, though, when we're saying England aren't very good? And I kind of am inclined to do, hmm. agree with you. I don't think England are very good. But I don't know whether it's the manager's fault that they're not very good or whether it's just at this present time we don't have the personnel. Do to you be not think we good. have the personnel? I think we're very strong in certain areas, but I'm not sure we're strong as a team. At the back, we're weak. Too. I think we've got... And I think in we've midfield got... as well, I don't think we've got a particularly good midfield. That I think forward got... three... That, the front three is brilliant. Uh, ...of Sancho, Kane and Sterling, if all three were firing on all cylinders, that's fine. That's as good that's as a, anyone. It's a frightening front three, But beyond it? that, what have we got? Well, in that, goal, right. Jordan this is, this Pickford. Is the I don't rate Jordan this is the Pickford. Point, I don't it? rate the midfield. Well, yeah, but OK. I actually kind of agree with you that I wouldn't pick T-Rex arms. Both from a you know personal prejudices against him as a former Sunderland player, but also I think he's got too many errors in him. But who have we tried in that position? That fault comes down to the manager. Mm-hmm. It's continued insistence on picking Michael Keane, who palpably isn't playing very well. That's on the manager. The, to say that we haven't got players who were capable, like good players at international level, is insane. We've arguably got the three best right backs in the world. All three of them. And I appreciate he can't pick them all. Yeah, He's got strong left-back options. 
He's got an £85 million centre-half. I know Stones is injured as well, which is causing him a bit of strife. But who's he Who's he trying? His selections are odd. Tactically, he's odd. If you watch the game on Friday, Mount was so far ahead of the rest of his midfield. Mm. But to say that they haven't got midfielders, they've got proper midfield options, I think. Henderson's just won the Champions League. It's just, I think, the way that Southgate's People just perceive them, him as a sort of one diamond. He's just won the Champions League. It's the way that, that Southgate's playing them. And, and you talk about Mason Mount there. I think he was the only England player to create a chance. Or two chances, I think, was the most for any England player he created in that game. So, you know, Mason Mount's an exciting uh, proposition, I know. But it's the Jordan Henderson-Rice conundrum, which we spoke yeah. about on yesterday's podcast, which is interesting. And I think it all comes down to Southgate either picking players on form or picking the lads that he knows and that he's comfortable he's with picking. He's kind of moved away from that, though, hasn't he? Because he's <clears throat> dropped Deli Ali, he's dropped Lingard, so he's, he yeah. seems to have moved away from the lads. He's, and he, But he has shown that he will blood young players. But he's still but, playing Danny Rose, who's not in good form. I think there's an argument both ways, and I totally see where Phil's coming from, but I also think with the lack of international breaks that there are, and trust me, nobody likes international breaks, we don't on this show, mm. it's difficult for players to be blooded into a system which is different to what they might be used to playing at club level. It's a lot easier to train club players into playing in a certain system. Mm. If Southgate's got an idea and a blueprint that he wants to implement for Euro 2020, he needs to start thinking about what players he can use for that tournament now. It's less than a year away. So I guess maybe trial and error, that time of trial and error, is that gone now? Is that over? But the thing is, England haven't qualified yet. So does he get that out of the way and then think about who plays for the tournament? I mean, it's difficult for him. I can see why that is. If we're looking at Southgate as England manager, and obviously there is a debate to be had as to whether he's lost as many games as Roy Hodgson. He's lost as many games as Roy Hodgson lost. And Roy Hodgson managed like 25 more games. So what has he done, is my question. So... He's coming to this England job. He's now been in post for four years? Three, I think. Three yeah, years? I think three years, yeah. What impact has he had on that England team in that time? Because I think that would be a fair okay. judgment. He's so, definitely brought a feel-good factor. I don't think you can deny that, especially during the World Cup. And I know you might say it flattered to deceive. but They didn't play anyone. They, the, their record against good sides is shocking under him. They were poor in the World they, Cup, they got they, they stumbled to a World Cup semi-final. They got... Incredibly lucky with the draw. They got dealt with by Belgium in the group stages. Who did they beat? Panama and Tunisia. Um, in the round of 16, they got Sweden, who probably the worst Swedish side, or sorry, Colombia, were decent. And then Sweden in the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah, only just got past Colombia. Sweden in the quarterfinals, who were rubbish. And then Croatia, who were arguably the worst side ever to reach a World Cup final, made them look very, very ordinary in the semi after taking an early lead. And I'm saying, I just don't think he's there. What he has done, to answer your question, Jim, he's, he's put some vibrancy about the personnel. Mm-hmm. But this is this is where I get off the boat because I don't think he's getting enough out of the personnel he's got. Can you imagine saying to Terry Venables, back in the day, you're going to have Harry Kane. Well, he had Harry Kane because he had Shearer. But Sterling and Sancho would get in pretty much any side in the world at the minute. Yeah, agreed. We, we, agreed. We, and they, possibly Kane on form yeah, as well, yeah. That it's, it's a... As you said, terrifying front front three. You're going to have the Champions League winning captain playing in centre midfield. You're going to have, you know, great options at fullback. It's a it's a good side. They've got proper number tens, Madison Mount, all this. They've got great, really good players. What Southgate does deserve praise for is he's swept out some of the old guard and he's brought some new faces. Yeah, I, I think that's. But as exactly I say, at done. that point, you've got to start to question: is he is he achieving what he should be achieving? Yeah. When was the last time you were watching? And by the way, for the. The benefit of everyone listening, I don't really care about England. I'm as objective as it gets because I'm very much club before country. Mm. 
When was the last time you watched England? And People's went? Republic of Newcastle supporter. <laughs> <laughs> International. There is, there is Newcastle and then there is anything else. <laughs> um, but when was the last time you watched England and went, wow? Uh, well, it's there funny was a game, you say. There was a game a few... In, it wasn't early in the qualifying where they actually looked impressive. And I remember coming on this well, who podcast... who were the players? I, I think I it was against remember. the Czech Republic last time, I think. Where they won 4-0. Uh, well, they beat Bulgaria 4-0 in the last international break. And that was... I think Bulgaria hit the post. I think that they yeah. were well in the game. And then it was a 4-0 performance. We think, well, England have won 4-0. But I think it's an overreaction. England have lost their first qualifier in 10 years. And, you know, they were going to lose at some point. And I don't like to, to say that. The thing is with Roy Hodgson's England is they were excellent in the qualification campaign. They get to a tournament and they'd be awful. And it's just, that's just England. It's that step up though, We've isn't never it? been that good. We've never been that good. Now we've got a chance with the players we've got to be good. And I think that's probably what Phil's getting at is, are we squeezing the, the most out of the players whilst we've got, you know, whilst the, the fruits are ripe, so to speak, are we, are we squeezing the best out of these players? And, you look at Southgate and managerial record often comes into people's thinking when they're discussing about how good or suited someone is to a job. Middlesbrough for three years, in which time I believe um, they were on the cusp of relegation when they under they Southgate's They weren't very good. And uh, England under 21. And I said yesterday on the podcast, he got the England job because Sam Allardyce got caught out by the press, by the tabloids. Mm. Gareth, yeah, was, Gareth, Gareth Southgate was never meant was, to manage. He's, just a com- he's a company man. Sam Allardyce was meant to manage England in the World Cup. Can you imagine? And think of the reaction that Twitter has over Sam Allardyce every time a manager gets sacked. Oh, he's a firefighter manager. He's a dinosaur. He's out of touch. This was this man was the England manager, mm. and then most subsequently got England manager of all time. Well, hundred percent win record <laughs> yeah. after one game, obviously. But after the England debacle with Allardyce, he got a job at Crystal Palace and then at Everton. And it's just like you're thinking. Sam Allardyce could have managed England in the World Cup. That's crazy. Southgate, by all accounts, is probably never meant to be there. So you could you could always argue that. I, I like him. Phil's not so sure. We'll have to wait and see. For tonight's game, then, obviously Bulgaria, on paper, don't pose the biggest opposition, but neither did the Czech Republic. It's important that England bounce back. Chances are, even with the loss at the weekend, even if they lose tonight, they're probably going to qualify because the top two go through and they've got such a good goal difference anyway. But what do we need to see tonight? Do we want to see that fabled plan B that apparently England doesn't have? The personnel being mixed up, maybe three at the back, something like that? I'd, I'd just like to see them play on the front foot and put Bulgaria to the sword. Bulgaria, with all due respect, are a championship side now at international level. You know what I mean? They're not... I'd be surprised if the a casual football fan could name... A single player in the Bulgaria squad currently. Berbatov still playing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably get in the team. To be fair, if he was, but I'd, I'd be surprised if anyone could name two or three of them. They're not a top tier nation anymore. The days of Stoichkov. I mean, Krasimir Balakov's the manager who was a great player, but Stoichkov, Lechkov, that team's twenty five years ago. It, it's long. Well, ago. They, they reached the World Cup semi final. They did, did yeah. They, they were serious side in nineteen ninety four, but it's twenty five years ago. Um, that 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 side's long gone. So the England have got to go and put in a, put in a performance. Yes, it'll be hostile. Yes, they'll make it difficult. Yes, there'll be you know a bit of a bit of spice in the crowd, but just go and put them to the sword. Go and put three on them, four on them, and and but also look good going forward. Look like there's a cohesive plan. Yeah, I, th- I think Tammy Abraham's the man in form. Why not start him? You can't drop Harry Kane because he's the captain. Would be the argument, but and I get that. I do get that um, from a managerial perspective. You don't want to drop your captain. That that does look bad. Could you not play Kane as a ten? But yeah, you could play Kane and Abraham together. Why not? Try it. Kane's probably Try good it. enough to play as a 10. If England had beaten the Czech Republic, it would have been only the second time in, I think, 
30 odd qualification campaigns that they would have qualified with three games to spare. Mm. They're going to qualify for the oh, Euros. They'll walk. I mean, they're going to qualify. But let's be it's frank, a it's a very easy group. It's a very easy group. But England always get easy groups, don't they, really? The suggestion is. They, they always get easy groups. I think Abraham, and, and we obviously started talking about Tyrone Mings at the top of the show. Yeah. I'd like to see him giving a go. Uh, I don't I mean, think Keane's up to it. Um, I don't think really that England's centre half selection at the moment is. It's just particularly so, so muddled. It's not. It's not uh, an embarrassment of riches for England. Let's I mean, just that's say that. it. It's more a case of Michael Keane looking very poor against Kosovo and the Czech Republic that he's going to drop out rather than Mings maybe going. He Do, is the well, future Stones, of England. Stones made options. a sinking mistake. Harry Maguire's form has certainly dipped since joining Manchester United. Think Terrible. That's- on Friday, he well, looks so short of confidence. Do we not think that there's better centre halves though than Tyrone Mings play English centre halves playing in the Premier League? Are you going to say Jamal Lascelles? No, I'm not actually. Because who, who are you thinking? I mean, if you look at the guys who've historically done well, Dunk's done well, Tarkovsky's done well, and these guys have never had a look in. Lascelles, you can Tarkovsky add Lascelles to that list. Himself, Tarkovsky's admitted he was surprised he wasn't in the England squad. Yeah, you can add Lascelles to that list if you want, because these guys have, have been there and done it. Year in, year out, in, in relatively tight defences. And type, also, and they, it, these guys from the lower league side, the lower the, of the league, they're used to defending. Is it the type of football that Southgate see? I mean, Southgate wants to play this football that is playing out from the back. And that, as you said, Nile, he wants to play the type of club football that these players are playing. Do you, do you think Michael Keane does that? What I don't get is the purpose of England is to do well in a tournament and to, and to win something finally. Does Southgate truly think that playing out from the back is going to win England the World Cup? Because is, we're not very good at it. As a manager. We're, as a nation and a country, you have to we play, don't if play out from the back. If you're going to get good at it, you have to play it. Though, yes, but I mean, is it going to win us? Are we still... We could play out from the back for five years. I still think that Spain and some of these teams that have been doing it for decades are going to be better than us at doing it. I, I actually disagree with you there. I think it's like this... I think it's very strange to say that Spain and, or... Italy or whoever have an inherent ability that they can do something and we just can't do it. But what I will say is that Southgate as a manager, as any manager, your job is to come up with a system that makes the best use of your personnel. So if you don't have the personnel to play out from the back, bearing in mind that you're an international manager, you can't go and buy someone to do it for you. You can't go to Atletico Bilbao and bring in Emmerich Laporte to help you play out from the back. You've got to make use of the tools that are at your disposal or, or wait five years for another tool to come who can play at the back. Should if you they, haven't got the centre-halves to do it, don't do it. Do we have like a problem then? Is there like a, a almost a, a juxtaposition there between the defence and the attack of England? You've got attacking players who are incisive and exciting and quick and they can play the ball on the ground and these sort of intricate players which can cut inside and, and cut backs and all the rest of it. You know, Sancho, Sterling, think of the goals that they score. Harry Kane's a, just a dead-eye marksman through the middle. And then you've got players that maybe are, are not equipped to play out from the back. You've got Stones, who I'd argue is, but Keane probably isn't. I wouldn't say Tyron Mings particularly Stones and Maguire is like be. it. If that's your centre-back options, they should be equipped. Well, I know saying, this goes back on what I was saying before about us not having the ability in the team. But actually, when you look at that first... 11, the no one's injured, here are our best 11 players in an England shirt. They should have that ability. Is it a team of two halves, though? Do you see what I'm saying? That the forward players are able to do things in is that, there anything in that wrong? sense that the back Is there anything aren't. wrong with defenders being able to defend? Well, no, we see that with Aaron Wambasaka, who's almost a rare breed now as a fullback who likes to defend, mm. rather than you know Trent Alexander-Arnold, one, who I think is the best right-back in the world. But he's just pretty much... In Liverpool, he's giving a, free reign to attack. He's a winger, he's a winger, Absolutely. In, in England's most, one of England's most celebrated centre halves for the last 15, 20 years has been John Terry. Yes. Multiple trophies, loads and loads of Premier League games, loads of international caps. He wasn't really a great player with the ball. 
he was just a fantastic he defender was, and a leader. Yeah. So is there any? My question is: Is there anything wrong with just picking to play at centre half? If defenders. you want to make Maguire your passer out from the back, mm. why not put someone with him who can defend? Because Kosovo scored three passes the other week. And actually, if you're playing the kind of way that England are playing with two defenders, two holding midfielders, then you don't need your defenders to play out from the back because your Henderson and your Rice can go and collect the ball and they can isn't link the, up playing. Isn't the popular way. term double pivot? Isn't that the is it the in vogue coaching uh, term? I'll start using the word Trek or Teaster in a minute as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get. It's going to get. We're going to have to move on. We're going to get bogged down. So. Uh, I mean, England could qualify tonight for the Euros if they beat Bulgaria and the Czech Republic lose to Montenegro. Are England going to go through in this phase or is it going to take the final games in November to see them qualify? Czech Republic are going to lose to Montenegro. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll win tonight, England, and then yeah, they'll they'll win their next game and that'll be that'll be it. So it'll be the next international break, I believe. Um, but yeah, just a quick one as well. We were talking about Tyrone Mings. Good news for Bournemouth, as you said at the top of the show, because they're in line for a windfall because he'll play for England, make Good his team. debut tonight. So they're going to need the money, aren't they? What Bournemouth? Bournemouth? The way they spend it, I think I don't think they've got any problems in terms of financial clout. They've got problems with FFP. Yeah, well, have yeah, they? Maxime. I oh. uh, can't remember the guy, Maxime something. I have to excuse me because his name's escaped me, but he's uh, the chairman at Bournemouth, Russian billionaire, Abramovich Ilk. They've got a lot of money, Bournemouth. Don't be, don't, be of, fooled, don't be fooled by the small club punching above their weight. They are loaded. There was talk of Lewis Dunk going for a significant amount of money at some point as well, wasn't there? Like 50, 60 million. They were why would, you, around him why would you not want to play for Bournemouth? The fan scrutiny is small. Beautiful town on the south coast. Comfortable. Lifestyle. Premier League wages. It's an absolute backwater. And competing in the... Uh, in near the Europa League that's spot. Nama from that's, the Bournemouth tourist office. Uh, <laughs> Do you remind me which part of the country you're from now? South Coast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's crack on. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and talk about James Madison and his tabloid expose. Do we care? We'll find out next on the Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. England playing tonight. We've covered off that game, but one person who will not be playing for England after he pulled out of the squad is James Madison, who was photographed on Friday night just after England lost their game to the Czech Republic in a casino. Do we care? Are we bothered? I mean, the first rule of playing hooky is that when you've gone in school and pretended you're sick, you don't get spotted down the sweet shop by your teachers, do you? And that seems to be exactly what he's done. Well, he's pulled out of the squad due to illness, as, yeah. you, as you say. The England medical team would have probably the England medical team sent that. him home. Yeah, well, they apparently. would have sent. The, well, that, there we go. Then that's an England decision, and it does look bad. But we've got to remember the lad. The lad's twenty-two years old. It's and almost like it's almost like we're shocked that he's on a night out. It's like he's he's a twenty-two-year-old lad. Also, what, what day was he sent home? Because like they travelled to Czech Republic on oh, sorry mm. the Czech Republic on what the Wednesday or the Thursday, and he didn't travel. So they've obviously sent him home on maybe the Wednesday. If he like, if he's got like a heavy cold or a bit of flu, yeah, he's probably not in a position to play ninety minutes of football. So, and they don't want to infect the rest of the squad, so they send him home yeah, true. for a game that they they expect they're probably going to win. Yeah, and so by Friday, he could be you know he's he sat dosed up on Lemson for two days. Yeah, I don't think sitting down and playing a game of blackjack is quite as rigorous as playing. Uh, I was going to say it's a very an hour or two thing, in an it? international match. But um, no, I I don't really care. I mean, you can tell it's international break because the tabloids are swarming all over. Because they've got nothing to report. Uh, do you know on. what? I feel I feel for Madison because I feel like he's one of these players. He's going to get it from the press. He got it a couple of weeks ago for the six grand Gucci backpack that he mm. wore, which was 
shiny and silver or whatever. I can't remember. It, yeah, it might not have been the best <laughs> get up, but you know, if that's what he wants to wear, but, then yeah, fair play to him. But he it doesn't uh, matter, does it? He uh, puts himself out there, doesn't he? So he's he's he's, he's going to be shot at. He's going to get it. That, yeah, that's not that's it. not a good reason. to It's not a justification for it. I agree with you. I'm just saying that because he puts himself out there, the press will shoot at him. And I don't agree with it. I'm, it's it's just a fact, isn't it? That he's he's out. He's relatively confident. He speaks quite well. I, I like him as a, as a, a lad. I think he's mm. got something about him. And I think he's a serious footballer, proper player. He has but, to be in the Euro squad. I think. Oh yeah, he, he should be in the starting lineup. He's class, especially if you look at like what our problem is, which is despite the fact that we've got three unbelievably good attackers, we struggle to break down sides who are quite good. He's he's the guy who can release Sterling, who can release Sancho, who's got a strike on him. He really is the full package for me. I think he's quality, and he's, he'll improve our set piece delivery, which is chronic. Yes, but um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit ill-advised. But for all we know, he's been sat dosed up on Beecham's Flu Plus for three day, two days. Is it just you can tell it's the international break because footballer photographed outside of the four mm. walls of his own home. You know that that's the sort of thing. And actually, what was fascinating was on yesterday's podcast we had Alex Hilton on the show, who actually interviewed a Manchester City player not too long ago. And he said uh, one of the questions in the interview towards the end was, which one of your teammates would you most like to go out for a beer with? And the footballer sort of sat there stony faced and his agent had to come over and step in and say, can you rephrase the question? Because footballers, we, you know, we can't have our client talking about alcohol or even wow. saying that he goes out for a beer, even though it's he just... does. And he's been photographed in restaurants and, and, and pubs around Manchester. Everyone knows he goes out, mm. but you can't say it. Then they said, okay, we'll change the co- Who would you like to go out for a coffee with? And then the agent said, <laughs> well, we can't make out that he's a, like a coffee addict or a caffeine addict or something like that. So, well, what do you say? Like a l- yeah. glass of Ribena or yeah, exactly. a fortnight with. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. So, footballers are media trained mm. and it's scary that they are real people. And when we do say they're real people, if they're Madison, real people with explosive wages. Ex- in, in a restaurant on Friday night, is it a story? Well, do you know what I think? Uh, for exactly, is, the reasons, is, for exactly the reasons that Niles mentioned it probably would be. But the thing, I mean, if he were in a scenario where he'd pulled out of England duty because he didn't fancy it, because he didn't want to go out to Eastern Europe, because he didn't think he was going to get game time. He'd, and he'd, he'd given interviews this if, week saying, you know, saying he, was there to admit, he was there to make it happen. But if that was the situation, he wouldn't be the first, he wouldn't be the last. No, and let's face but it. But that's not the situation. We're in a situation it. where he's been sent home, he's gone out, if anything, it's a little bit of naivety on his part for going out. Why go out that Friday night? Well, Why not just listen, keep your head down for a couple of days? He could keep his head down. He shouldn't have but to. But equally, he could be in a casino having a, a tonic water or just sitting and, and having a chat with someone. Or he could be within the four walls of his home, own home. No one would know. Order a, a case of Heineken, bottle of whiskey and a large doner kebab. And, and he could eat the whole lot and drink <laughs> no, the whole lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no one would ever know. Would they? No, it's very and true. And he could be doing himself more damage. So Unless he posted it on Instagram, he, which, well, given he's yeah. a footballer, he wouldn't <laughs> just, just, just eat would know. It's actually a six grand Gucci kebab that he's ordered. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap up with a little bit of back page gossip that's on the papers at the moment. As you said, international break, which means there's various footballers talking about various things they shouldn't be. Right the way across the globe. Badly the translated. Oh, this is, speaking yeah, to this. the local this press. This is like one of yeah. my favourite things. Uh, <laughs> we're going to kick off with a report in the French media. I mean, the thing about these... Italian and French and Spanish newspapers as well is they have to produce so much content that they always end up making up rumours. So, Oliver Giroud has been... He hasn't criticised Frank Lampard, but he said, basically, the translated quote is, he cannot accept his lack of playing time at Stamford Bridge, which I guess for someone like Oliver Giroud 
it probably is a little bit galling that he's getting game time for France, but then he comes back and well, he's playing second fiddle. You to... can tell that that's a direct translation of what he said. Whereas obviously there are discrepancies between languages where when you say something in one language, it doesn't mean the same thing in yeah. English. And I think that's one of those cases. When he says he can't accept, I think he's probably referring to the fact that he's not happy that he's not playing games. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't be. You know, this is a guy who's been successful in the Premier League for the last, what has he been in the Premier League for ages now? Eight, eight, nine years. And he's second fiddle to Tammy Abraham, who he's seen sort of come up through and score goals in the championship last year. Giroud offers you a lot. Mm. I think he's a really useful player to have in your squad. And from that comment, you can tell he's not happy and, and I don't blame him. I wouldn't be. Do you think never, like, he's never really let Chelsea down either, has he? He's, like, no. he's been a very good professional for Arsenal Proper footballer. Chelsea. Absolutely quality. I'd have loved him in a black and white shirt. 33 years old. He's going to want game time. Do you think we might see him maybe moving in January? There's a few clubs that are going for him. No, I can't because, uh, because who could Chelsea replace well, him with? Well, that's why they've got, but I just think you need three strikers in the Premier League. Mm. I really do. And Chelsea have got three that's true. pretty good ones at that. And really. Chelsea can't buy anyone to replace him if they sell him. Very yep. true. Mundo Deportivo in Spain are reporting that Barcelona have an interest in buying Harry Kane and Kylian Mbappe <laughs> over Liverpool's Roberto Firmino. Do you think that could be a little bit a bit of a come and get me for Harry Kane? Do you think he's finally going to get a move away from Tottenham? I think they're more likely to sign Kane than Mbappe, but I don't see how Kane fits into their system. Also, Barcelona are skint. I have an interest in Scarlett Johansson, but <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make it so. Um, I mean, Barcelona have spent serious money. like They, they wanted to do the Neymar deal, and how many players did they end up offering as part of that deal mm. because they just didn't have the cash? To sign Kane's going to cost you... 150 million at a minimum. And Batby would be more. So Well let's what, not forget they've they've offloaded Coutinho to buy Munich. On loan. On loan. But, um, but even which, if you could sell goes, Coutinho, you're not going to get more than 80 million for him now. No, no. I and he's not going to cover the 350 million you're going to need to buy those two players. Well, on that token, I've also seen reported in the press over the last couple of days, Manchester United have apparently opened talks with Ivan Rakitic. Mm. I've no idea whether that's true or not. That's just what I've seen in a report. For in a newspaper. January move. For a January move. He's 33 now, Rakitic. How old's Rakitic. He's, he's 33, started one game for Barcelona this season, massively out of favour. Is that a possibility? Yes, as is every player that's linked with Manchester United because they always get linked with players and there's always a chance one of them could move. Feels. So it just feels a bit strange, that one. Um, but like you feels say, like Phil... why would you buy Rakitic when you've got Mata, yeah, who's but, also dead slow like and you, really yeah. good technically? Like you say, Phil, Barcelona seem to be linked with a lot of moves in and out in this Well, it's quite period. often it's agent talk, isn't it? It's an agent making an overtook. Well, this club's interested in Mbappe, who would be... I'd love to see him playing somewhere that's not PSG. I'd and, love to see him playing in the Spanish or yeah. English league. And like you say, the, the digital world is, is based on clicks. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's fabricated, because that would be wrong of me to say. But certainly, clicks are, are what drives traction, and traction mm. is what makes media companies money. So if, it, you know, if there are going to be players linked with clubs, it's going to be Manchester United, yeah. Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG. It's going to be those teams. Finally, let's talk about, this is one that's more interesting to me, the Mirror reporting that Declan Rice has been saying. It's an interesting one, this, because you could take this story either way, that he's happy at West Ham, but at the same time, he described reports of a move to Manchester United as all talk until something happens and nothing has. Now, Declan Rice got it in the neck from a lot of <laughs> West Ham fans a couple of months ago for saying something very similar. He kind of said, at some point, I'd like to go to a club like Manchester United, but I don't feel I'm ready yet. Here, 
he seems to be saying, or certainly the clickbaity title, <laughs> is that if United were interested, then there would be a possibility of a move. Declan Rice is promising. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a little bit better than promising. Though. I think he's got something about him. I think he's Of course he's going to be open to a move. Of course, he's going to probably, if he went to Man United, he'd triple his money. Mm. Of course he is. And there's no, I don't care what anyone says, there's no loyalty in football now, unfortunately. You're not going to have the days where guys play 400 games for a club if they're any good at the top level because the reality is there'll be someone who's going to pay them more money. Well, that's, that's great, by the way. Risk of saying something brutal, he's shown he hasn't got a massive amount of loyalty with him. Yeah, I was about to say he has already choices. turned his back on an entire nation. Yeah, well, actually, I'll, I'll probably... I say he's promising. And he he's must have played about yet. 80 Premier League games. He's played 69 Premier League games. It's his third full season. I'm very surprised. I think it's, it's. I have to apologise. Full season wise, I think it's his second. The first season, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised. I watched him. Well, he, played, games. he played. He played one game in 16-17, 26 with 11 substitute appearances in 17-18, 34 all starts last season, and eight so far. All I, starts I watched. I've watched him a couple of times against us, and I, and I, I think he's quite good. I think he's quite rangy. I like his stride. He gets about the pitch, good on the ball. He's got everything you need to be a success in the Premier League in the position he's playing in. I think, you, as you say, Phil, you wouldn't begrudge him a move to a team like Manchester United where he could triple his wages if United came in with a £50, £60 million pound bid, which is probably the kind of price point you're looking at. West Ham would be very hard-pressed to turn that down. For the player... I wonder whether it's time to take that step up yet or whether he'd be best off holding off for a if season. He, if he goes to Manchester United now, purposes. yeah, I think that's a valid question and that's something for his advisors and, and everything to, to consider because if he goes to Manchester United now, is he a guaranteed starter? Well, possibly because they're crap. But <laughs> Is he better in, than McTominay? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's better than McTominay. Yeah, and, and I suppose you could also say Good West side, Ham absolutely. feel like they're on an upward trajectory. Manchester United feel like they're probably taking a little bit of a nosedive at this mm. moment in time. So I think it's probably one for him to weigh up. You know, like you say, he could triple his wages, but it's the age old, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to get paid loads but for still, doing for doing I mean, a similar job in an equally good team at this moment in time? West Ham, they're probably better than Manchester as United. A West they Ham beat Manchester fan, United. As a West Ham fan, though, I can safely say that that is still a massive step up from West Ham to Manchester United. In even... terms of wages, in terms of fan base, in terms of fan scrutiny, in terms of pretty much everything, yes. Yeah. In terms of quality at this moment in time, can you really say that making well, a move to Manchester yeah, but, United is a step up but, in level but also, of, of, of footballing quality? We're talking, if you lay the bare facts out here, Manchester United and West Ham at this moment in time are on a level plateau. Right. They're not West Ham or better. But that, that, doesn't, mean they won't be in, that doesn't mean they fans. won't be in 12 months. Because he's not, he's not joining, if he yeah. goes to Man United, he's not joining for where they are now, is he? He's joining for where they could be in you know, six to 12 to 18 months. And I think everyone around this, you know, in the studio will agree that the ceiling for Manchester United is potentially a yeah. lot higher. West Ham will not be investing £250 million in players over the next two windows, no. which I think it's very likely that Manchester United will be. Right, do you know what? That's it for Football Social Daily today. Make sure you've hit subscribe on this podcast so you get tomorrow's episode as soon as it's ready because there's a brand new show every single day of the Premier League season. It is the fastest way to get your latest dose of Premier League news. Phil, Niall, thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers Jim. We'll see you next time. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.